Welcome to Buffy Speak. Well, we had a good run. We, okay, this is what happens when you don't have a large enough social circle and you all start imploding in on each other. <laughs> like, that's exactly what's happening here. We watched season six, episode what, 18? And we're going to talk about it today. Good yeah. Sorry. It's called, <laughs> it's called uh, Entropy. And yeah. the gist here is that... You know when, like, all your friends start dating? It's just, it's asking for trouble. That's exactly what's happening here. You know what's I mean, Will... What? Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No. No, I was... Go ahead. Um, I I think we might be talking about the same thing. (laughs) I missed that part of my friend group. Because um, there was a period of, like, two years where we weren't friends. And in those two years, everyone dated everyone else. And it was such a disaster and so much drama. And I love hearing about it. And whenever um, whenever we talk about it, I'm always like, yes, I love hearing about this. And everyone is like, that's because you weren't there. Because you weren't there. Yeah, I don't know. I had, like, you know, you have, like, friends, like, buddies. Like, they're not, like, your, they're not your Scoobies, you know. They're not, like, your best friends. Right. But you have you have friends who are parts of other friend groups too that are like they have their scoobies and i had a friend like that and she was part of this friend group and they were all dating each other and like they would break up and then so-and-so's best friend would be with her freshly ex-boyfriend and it just i don't know man that has never floated my boat i won't even make out with like okay i guess my friend group over the years has been and these aren't my scoobies these are like your high school friends that like you you know your high school friends that you're friends with just because you went to high school with them Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that they don't hold a very special place in your heart and it's not to say that you don't love them but at the core it's because you went through high school together right it's not because you have much in common so like I have that friend group and over the years we've kind of intermingled but it's been over the course of like like eight years and um so that's slightly different but within that group I won't even like make out with somebody that my friend has made out with and like she doesn't make out with anybody that I've made out with and it's just listen it just keeps things clean keeps them kosher so what happens this episode is that Anya fucks Spike yep or Spike fucks Anya Whichever way you'd like to put it. There's not much to say about it. I mean... It's pretty depressing. It's super depressing, but it's also like, yeah, I've seen this happen in real life um, exactly (laughs) one million and one times, you know? It's just... And and Buffy can't say anything, and Buffy doesn't say anything, which made me so happy that they didn't flip it around and have it be like, this is the moment that she realizes she loves Spike. Uh, I'm, oh no, am I wrong? No, 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 sorry. Okay. It sounded like an uh, but I meant it as an uh. Right, like you hate when that happens? Yeah. Yeah, I hate when it's like, I don't want him, I don't want him, I don't want him, and then he dates somebody else, and then she's like, I loved him the whole time um looking at you rachel green and ross geller by the way literally Uh, the moment rhett is like leaving scarlet's like i love you and he's like too damn late is that when he says frankly my dear i don't give a damn yeah she says okay without because he's leaving her they were married but she never really loved anyone like, she didn't love, Right. Except for Ashley, but they didn't get married. Um, but so she's, he's, he's, like, been, like, head over heels in love with her. He's, like, obsessed with her. Of course. Who married. wouldn't be? Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. Then they get married. She treats him like crap. Okay. Um, he takes it because he loves her, which, not to say mm. that you should mm, do that mm, if mm. you love somebody. 
Right. That's not what I'm saying. But that's his um, thought process. He takes it because he loves her, and then finally he's like, okay, you know what? I don't deserve this. I'm going to go. And he's leaving, and she goes, Rhett, wait, without you, where will I go? What will I do? And he turns around and looks at her, and he says, frankly, in the book he says, frankly, I don't give a damn. In the movie he says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Okay. I've never um, watched Gone with the Wind. I I feel like my as a mom, film major, that is a severe gaping hole in your... No, it no, it wasn't... It didn't do anything for film. I think culturally, it was a really big deal. But as far as, like, the film medium, it didn't change anything. You know? It burned down an entire replica of this downtown area of Atlanta. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, they like built like a whole thing and then they just burned it all down. Wow. That's dedication. Yeah, my mom, okay, my mom loves Gone with the Wind and she, sorry guys, this is this is the podcast now. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. But my mom loved Gone with the Wind and I remember when I was a kid, she wanted me to watch it with her and she like thought that I would love it and I was just bored to tears. And, um, and then I remember... The part where they're about to saw the guy's leg off. And I was like, I'm going to sleep. I can't do this. And that's when I realized that I didn't like blood. So so that's my relationship with Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. I feel differently now. I could appreciate it for the cultural hub that it is. Yes. But I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of what... uh, well, we'll see. We'll see where this is going. I really hope that it's not, like, the reason Buffy has been so quiet after... I mean, it's the, it's the tail end of the episode whenever everybody sees... God, how embarrassing is that? So the nerds have um, wired up Sunnydale. Yeah, basically. Because they're spying on Buffy. Yes. And uh, they are... Okay, so Xander, it kicks a gnome in Buffy's front yard and there's a camera inside of it and Buffy's like I didn't put that gnome there (laughs) which is funny and then uh whenever they realize that somebody's spying on them they think it's Spike and then there's that whole thing this episode as well like the way that they get from point A to B to C to D is well done Mm -hmm. it really builds up um, and so then Willow is hacking the camera that they found in Buffy's front yard to figure out where the signal is coming from. Willow finds out that there's a whole network of cameras that are all coming from one location. And she's flipping through the cameras and she's seeing there's one on campus. There's one at Xander's work site. There's, um, I don't know. Oh, there's one at the magic Double box. There's one at the Double Meat Palace, and there's one at the Magic Box, and they get to the one at the Magic Box, and Anya is their fucking spike, because... so far gone, like, later in the episode. I mean, is there anything worth talking about? I mean, Tara... Okay. I think there is. Um, Okay, let's go. While this episode is a bummer most major, I I was actually looking forward to talking about it, because I think there's some really... um, important themes that we need to touch upon that I feel like a lot of I shouldn't say a lot I feel like some viewers can miss um, on right. first viewing um, or uh, I don't know so like okay I guess so we've got I guess three different things in this we've got um, Xander and Anya we've got Anya and Spike We've got Willow and Tara. I guess we've also got Buffy and Dawn and Buffy and Spike. Yeah. In any case. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, geez, I didn't realize it until I said it, which is should be the tagline for this podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, oh my, hold on, I'm sorry. Are you yawning? <gasps> I caught the bug. How the turntables. Mm-hmm. The shoe is on the other table, which is turned. Um, exactly. So, okay. So, Anya Themes. is... Anya is back. Um, right. And she... Xander is moping all around town. 
He's, yes, nobody cares, by the way. He's complaining to anyone who will listen about mm-hmm. how big of an idiot he is. And I'm like, you will get no argument from me, sir. Yeah, that's never been, like, a thing for me. Like, if somebody... Like, okay, within... That sounds like I just, like, don't accept apologies. <laughs> but... I think there's a difference between... I mean, it really just depends on what it is. But, like, leaving somebody at the altar and then afterwards being like, oh, no, why did I do that? I'm like, mm, I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, accidents, you know? Yeah. And then saying, why did I do that? You know? Or losing control over yourself or something like that. Uh-huh. I get that. A, a decision that's made in the moment. A wedding is not something... That, like, I mean, it takes months of planning. Mm -hmm. And then on the day of, you're going to say, oh, in the moment I realized. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, I mean, I guess it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's just people get cold feet. Yeah, and I mean, he just wasn't ready to get married. And that in itself is fine. Like, that in itself is, like, totally chill. It's not, it's not that that we have a problem with. It's the fact that, and he says it in this episode. He's like, I had these doubts and I should have said something, you know, weeks ago. And it's like, okay, like Jojo too little too late. <laughs> First of all, what a bop. What a freaking, Jojo has never let us down. I know. Um, she, she knows what I'm feeling. And but yeah, anyway, it's just, I mean, it's just this tale as old as time where he's like, I'm sorry. Oh, and Anya's a vengeance demon again. And so she's trying to curse him and make him hurt the way that she hurts, which is again, just like another, like, no, that's not the way you deal with things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's because that's the way that she's always dealt with things. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's always easy to say, you know, whenever I'm me and you're you, it's always easy to say, like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Or, like, of course, I don't know. It's, <laughs> al- it's, always, it's always so easy to say. That's something that I've been learning recently in my <laughs> personal life. I like to run around telling people, oh, well, you should just do this. Oh, well, you should just do this. And then somebody, and then I have a problem, and then somebody says to me, oh, well, you should just do this. And I'm like, how? dare you You know nothing (laughs) how could you (laughs) i'm learning we all are um but so so that's anya's whole thing is that she's trying to get somebody to wish ill upon xander so that she can curse him because you can't i guess enact justice so they call it yeah they can't you can't get revenge on your own people which doesn't really make sense to me. I guess the whole point of the vengeance demon is like, is this part of their creed where like they're helping others so that others don't have to go through the same pain that they went through? Is it is it some type of like martyrdom type thing? That's not the right use of the word, but... I mean, yeah, I I don't get it. I don't know why she couldn't. Why she could? And her friend Halfrick is like, right oh there. honey, oh honey. I know, right? Like, why doesn't Halfrick do it? Yeah. But she's like, oh honey, you. How long have you been away? Don't you know you can't? Yeah. <laughs> don't you know you can't curse your own ex boyfriend? Maybe maybe it's like vengeance demons can't use their skills for other vengeance demon that has to be what it is it has to be like you can only help others you can't help yourself mm-hmm. help is it that's a generous use of the word <laughs> yeah you but can only turn other people's eyeballs into eyeballs eyeballs I so turn other people's eyeballs into tentacles i'm bjork <laughs> oh my god okay so Anya she's trying to get she's going around to Buffy and Willow and Dawn and trying to get them to say oh I wish Xander would was never born or whatever and she's having no luck they're all saying man he feels really bad he feels really bad 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know what she expected them to say, which is exactly what <laughs> right. Halfrick says. And Halfrick's like, no, you need to find somebody who doesn't care about Xander and, like, it, it, like even hates Xander. Then Spike walks in. Yeah. So that's that plot line. Yes. What else is there? Tara and Willow? Would uh, you like to do Tara and Willow? Yeah, okay, so this is an interesting um, thing. Because I don't think they should get back together. <gasps> no, okay. And this is it. This is the discourse, right? Okay. This is the Walk discourse. Walk me through it. The horse made of discs. Um, oh, speaking of which, there is a magical disc that the nerds did get, and they are using it to look for somewhere in particular that they need to go in order to do some type of evil act. Yes. We will find more. Or I, I guess Beth already knows. I will find out more. I will out say more. I don't remember a lot about the... Okay, fan- fantastic. The, We're in this together. Because... Um, I don't want to... We're entering a, a pretty rough patch here. Yeah, I can tell. It I can tell. It's not going to get much brighter. <laughs> well, that's also... I mean, entropy... That's the theory that, like, oh. we're all descending into chaos, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's so, no there's no happy ending. There... Okay. So, I want to talk about that. Um, all right. I... Okay. I don't think Tara and Willow should get back together. And um, the uh, Buffy, the Mark Field book, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Myth, Metaphor, and Morality, had a lot of really interesting things to say about this episode, um, which I appreciated, that I hadn't considered. um, And obviously, as I've said before, I haven't really given myself the chance to watch season six that often um, because it bums me out. Yeah. Uh, no, this is not like. This isn't even what I like. If I was gonna recommend this show to somebody, I would not recommend a single episode from this season. This is like not even once more with feeling. No, because I don't think that. I mean, I've I've heard people say before, like, "Oh, I saw the once more with feeling episode, and then I went back and started from the beginning." If I I feel like if I had just watched that episode, I would be like, "Okay, what does this mean to me?" Uh-huh. Because you don't understand the dynamics, and there's actually so back whenever the internet loved Joss Whedon, which was right after the first Avengers came out, mm-hmm. um, I was one of those people because um, well, I was young and. You don't realize until you're older, and also until you're not. I was severely addicted to my to the internet when I was a teenager, and uh, yeah, it's like once you get away from that, you see like the cycle. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like people will build a person up just to break them down, and it's just you know it's entropy. That's what it is. It's just it's all there's a there's a new favorite every so often. And then that's the internet's favorite for a while. And then they make one mistake, and then it all comes crashing down around them. Yeah. And then they don't have a job or a house or a wife anymore. Um, Unless they're an abuser, in which case they will continue to keep getting hired and continue to keep making money. But I digress. So when the internet loved Joss Whedon uh, and the first Avengers came out, everybody immediately started talking about an Avengers 2. Little did we know we were going to get the entire... Marvel Cinematic Universe in what it is today, um, warts and all. But uh, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. But we could do a whole episode on that, too. Anyway, (laughs) I just got so many good ideas, one after the other. So uh, he made this quote. He said, if I was going to do it, they said, if you were going to do an Avengers 2, how would you top it? And he said, by not trying to top it, I would go smaller. I would see what makes these people tick, which is presumably how he got the terrible, terrible idea of Black Widow and the Hulk being Uah! together. But I knew it. I knew that was gonna Uah! happen. <laughs> I know. Um, did you just Hulk out? I did. So, Ew. yeah. So that's Sounds like... Real low. That's what I think this season is about. I don't give a shit about any of this if I haven't seen seasons one through five. You know what I mean? If I haven't seen Buffy in her prime, then, like, why would I care about her when she's at her worst? And that's not necessarily true for people, right? Because that, you know, the phrase, like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. (laughs) I saw a tweet the other day that was like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you probably wouldn't like my best. They're pretty similar. 
They're super similar. Um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, that's not true for me. I said they're super similar. That's not true for me, and it's definitely not true for Beth. So, no. And it's not true for you either. If you're out there listening to this. You. You specifically. You, the listener. So. Not your friend. That's, that's what I'm saying about this season, though, is that this is not, like, this is all teaching me more about the people that I know I don't know, but I guess that's flawed. Okay, I was going to say that this is this season is just teaching me more about the characters that I knew from seasons three and four, we'll say. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that this is who they are now. And so by not accepting them in the moment, is that incorrect? Is that is that holding on to, or is it, or is it knowing their value and knowing who they truly are? By knowing who they've been? Yes, and who who they are when they have the right things i mean they've all had some things working against them recently i was gonna say it's just it's the same as like when you're just going through i i I don't want to say going through a rough patch because that makes it sound like you know oh xander treats anya like crap because he's just going through a rough patch or like right but you know like everything has ups and downs including your personality and um and you know sometimes like if we're all if we're all orbiting sometimes you're orbiting towards people and sometimes you're moving away from them but then in the end you will come back again you know Uh um in one way or another um yeah i mean xander's had some stuff working against him for a while now and that's just I mean, it's the reason I've never found him attractive is just that he's never shown much growth. But we all have that friend, don't we? Yeah, he, for two seconds this episode, he showed some self-awareness. And then, oh my gosh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it back, okay. I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna put a pin in this and we'll come back to it later. Okay. uh, So the reason I don't want... Willow and Tara together. Right, right. Is because Willow has done nothing to prove that she's sorry. She, I mean, like, she told, okay, so she told Buffy, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whenever she almost killed Dawn. She has never apologized to Tara, not really. She's never acknowledged the harm that she did. Um, Stopping magic is good, but I, but, like, uh, someone in the, like, Mark Field quoted someone, I guess a commenter or something in the book, and they said, like, Willow never had a problem with magic. Willow, Willow had a problem with power. And magic was just the extent. And I see that totally, because it's just like, you know, like, we've said a hundred times, like, when you're powerless or when you're weak or, like, looked down upon and you get that taste. It, yeah, or oppressed. I mean, she's gay. Yeah. She's yeah. a woman. Um, sure. I I know what you mean. It can be so, um, I mean, obviously addictive, but, like, um, alluring, I guess. It can be so alluring to have that, like, that taste of, finally, I can, like, make things the way I want them. Because I've never been able to do that for myself before. Um, so, you know, stopping magic is good, and it's a step, but, like, I feel like there actually really is some deeper seated issues that she's not confronting and I feel like until those get confronted she and Tara should still just be friends um and not that I don't like them together I do I'm glad that we have a sort of healthy somewhat well rounded on Willow's Mm -hmm. part uh relationship between um two uh two women i'm i'm glad that that is a thing in this show. i'm also glad that we kind of got you know after everything that happens in this episode at the very tail end um a, a glimmer willow of and yeah willow and tara start kissing again yeah. um well okay and that's another thing okay so like i said i'm not super down with it i've, I've said my piece about that something to think about but let me let me give you this okay tara says 
things fall apart. Things fall apart so hard. This is like the last exchange of the episode. Uh huh. Um. Oh, hold on. I thought I was on the right page, but I'm not. Um. Things fall apart. Things fall apart so hard. Um. You can't ever put them back the way they were. Uh. There's just so much work to be done. Um, trust has to be built again on both sides. You'll have you have to learn if we're even the same people we were. If you can fit in each other's lives. And then she goes, "Can't we just skip all that? Can't we just be kissing again?" Um, I think that's flawed. But yes. But again, it's also like it's like an easier said than done thing. Yeah, I mean for sure it's like I just think that Tara's never had the issue of. I mean, she had initially, but being with Willow and, like, being around all these people who care for her and who, who like, have proven time and time again that they want her around, mm-hmm. I think they've given her a kind of strength that she didn't have before to speak up. Right. Yeah, um, no, I agree. And she's been strong when she didn't want to be. Like, I, I've been in the same situation, not exactly. But I've been in the situation where I have needed to break up with someone and I couldn't do it. Because I was scared of being alone, because we had had too much history at that point. Are you saying that about Willow? You think she should stay broken up? Yeah. With Willow? Okay. I I think Tara, I think, I think Tara has shown previously in this show that she has the strength to make tough decisions. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think at this point, I'm not saying I don't ever want them to get back together. When I say I don't want them to get back together, I think right now, unless Willow confronts some very real problems, like, like she needs therapy. Everyone needs therapy. Um, Everyone needs therapy. uh, I wish Buffy, I wish Buffy had therapy. I wonder what happens to your insurance if your parents die. Interesting. That's a bummer. I'm sorry, but... I feel feel like Buffy should still have insurance because she's 21. And her mom, I mean, like, clearly her mom, like, did I mean, you have to pay, you have to pay every month, though. It's not like a one-time thing and then you just have insurance, right? Is that how insurance works? Oh, gosh, I'm such a child. I don't know. I Um, know, I don't know. Anyway, that's not, I don't want to talk about insurance. insurance. Um, I don't want to talk about insurance. But in any case, um, I I think that Tara has that strength, and I think that here's here's what I think. Okay, I don't think any of them have ever thought about Willow's issue with power. Uh huh. The magic thing got out of hand, and that is like the obvious thing in front of it. Okay, I mean, like, okay, let's talk about alcoholism. Okay. Oh, that reminds me of something. Huh. You go. No, no, you go. Okay. I oh, I was like, hold on. How long? <laughs> so, okay. If somebody starts drinking and they're drinking a bunch and they've never exhibited any strange or self-destructive symptoms before then, you'd be like, oh, they have an issue with alcohol. And then in reality, maybe after they've quit drinking, you can realize, oh, they have an issue with wanting to feel numb. You know, like that's why they did it in the first place. And you can look at the cause as opposed to... The symptom, if you want to call it that. Like, if you want to say Willow's addicted to power, or Willow has an issue with power because she's felt small her whole life, and it's manifesting itself, the symptom of that is that she is easily seduced by this very powerful magic. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anybody's ever thought about that. I mean, I certainly haven't. And, like, I mean, that's what it does seem like is that I understand that the magic, her usage of magic and power are related to one another, right? The fact that she can go to the bronze and make all those people do all those things and then go away, that's fine. But I think if, I mean, she, there's no other way that she could get that kind of power, too. So it's like, if she quits magic, then it'd be like, fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, she can't do it. And Tara, I think, is just at a point where, like, she's she's quit 
like she really has and like you know she said no when they were all trapped inside the house and like she said no you know tara's commended her and like and obviously she's been paying attention yeah um to see how willow's been handling this and willow really has like changed her ways i understand what you mean about needing a verbal apology because if people like i i've had friends in the past who will like yell at you and then the next day be like hey you look really pretty today and it's like whoa that is not how you apologize you know Mm -hmm. and like just changed behavior isn't enough i think it needs to be i think it needs to be this is a personal preference i think it needs to be an apology an explanation of what you're going to do in the future to um not do that again right how you're going to change your ways and then a follow-through that's what i want i don't want because i want i want you to make a promise to me and then keep it Uh and that's how that's how my trust is rebuilt like that um which i guess is kind of i mean isn't that what happens though willow tell tara's like i'm breaking up with you and willow's like i'll quit i'll quit i'll quit magic and tara's like no you won't and then she leaves and then willow does yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, before, she, she was like, I'll quit, and Tara was like, okay. Right, and then she didn't quit. And she didn't, and then Tara's like, okay, you lied so, to me. we're kind of back to the situation where, like, Spike started being a good person, A, because he had the chip in his head, and then B, because he loved Buffy and he wanted to be good enough for Buffy. Uh-huh. So, Willow has quit doing magic well, I don't know, because she did, I mean, she quit doing magic so that she wouldn't hurt the people in her life anymore. Like, she did hurt Dawn and stuff like that. Like, she's not quitting just to get Tara back. Yeah. Unless some unless they get back together and Willow starts doing magic again, which could happen. Um, I don't want to make you say either way. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it seems like about as good as it's going to get. Right. Okay. So I think that your I think that your opinion that they shouldn't be back together yet is um is like a hindsight is 2020 thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think I feel like something's going to happen in relationship to Tara and Willow and it's going to be like, "Oh man, they weren't ready to be back together yet." Mhm. So I think that the rest of the show has given you so for me for, from here looks My it looks fine. Thing? Yeah, from where I'm sitting, it looks it looks golden. It's like, oh man, she did it, um, and I'm happy that Tara's back. I'm I'm super happy. They have a cute little banter in this episode. It was very sweet. To see they that do, again. yeah. It's, I was I was happy about it's that. It's interesting um, because we didn't see a ton of that before. Like we saw when they were together. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's that's it's just the fact. That for some reason, I mean, I know why, um, <laughs> but uh, they just didn't feel like developing Tara's character enough. It's just, I've said it before, it's just such a freaking bummer. I know. Um, I think we saw a glimmer of this banter at the very beginning when they're like getting, like exploring yeah, spells like, they're and like rotating around each other, kind of. They're like trying yeah. to figure out. Being like, I'm gay, are you gay? Yeah. You know the gay dance? (laughs) Yeah, the gay dance. We all know it. We've all done it. Um, And Willow, you know, has never dated a girl before. As far as we know, has never been interested in a girl before. That, you know, that she said. And um, so that's, that's that whole thing. And then they're kind of talking. It's very sweet. And then they kind of stagnate in favor of, like, Dawn... And, right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, Spike learning he's in love with Buffy, and all the stuff in Riley, which is fine. I still, I still wouldn't trade out the Spike storylines or the Dawn storylines in order for oh, more yeah, Willow no, and Tara. I, I still wouldn't trade that out. I, th- I just think I, I really think they could have handled. And I, you know, I don't know. I, the listeners know my opinion. Um, right, I'm not of course. Gonna, I'm not going to talk about it any more than I have to, but... So, okay. But she says things fall apart, things fall apart so hard. This is the poem that she is quoting from. And oh! I'm, um, 
I'm, this a is, literary surprise. This is an a, Easter egg. <laughs> this is a relevant passage. Okay. Um, Hit me. This is, again, according to Mark Field. Thank him for doing the research. Um, but, so he... Okay. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. Okay. Okay. So, let's all ruminate on that. (laughs) So it'd be easier if I had it in front of me. Do you know the name of the poem? I will copy and paste it and send it to you. Fantastic. Um, it's okay. So it's like okay. So let let's do Dawn and Buffy real quick. Uh-huh. So Buffy Buffy has not been a good big sister. She's been running from her reality for quite some time, and the biggest part of the reality and the one that changes her life the most is the fact that she is a mom now she's a caretaker now and so um so she's been avoiding dawn and dawn has been lashing out and stealing we're all up to date yes um buffy has been walking around with dawn walking around town uh show making dawn she's not even making her so she made it they they allude to it this um this in this scene that Buffy made Dawn give all the stuff back and they're paying for the things or Dawn is paying for the things that she Mm -hmm. stole. And it's good to see Buffy step into this role and to start to feel comfortable disciplining Dawn. Because I mean, that was, that's like why Giles left, right? He was like, I'm not going to be the mom. And so, um, yeah, so it's good to see that. And they're like having some bonding time and, uh, and then also, if you want to talk about innocence being taken, Dawn walks over to the computer and sees Spike oh my gosh. and Anya having I sex totally at the magic shop. Yeah. So, the, and the, again, this is at the very end of the episode when Willow is tapping all the cameras and she's flipping through and she sees them fucking. And Dawn sees it too. Um, Buffy has a strange reaction to it, obviously, but nobody else knows why she's being weird. Um, because Willow is automatically like, Xander, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And, uh, doesn't, she doesn't really know why Buffy isn't also being like that, but Dawn can see it in her face. Dawn can see it. And so Buffy turns and walks into the backyard Again, loving this backyard usage that we're getting. Um, And Dawn follows her out, and Dawn is very helpful. Dawn is like, so what? This is what you've been trying to protect me from? Yeah. And Buffy's like this, among other things. And um, Dawn's like, you should have told me. And Buffy was like, I didn't want to admit it to myself. And they have a good conversation about it. And And again, this conversation is much easier because Buffy has come to terms with it as well which is why she broke it off with him mm-hmm. um but it still stings a little bit yeah. you know it still stings um yeah i can't imagine so it gets rudely interrupted though because xander has stormed off with an axe with an axe typical 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 man uh, i knew you were gonna say that i was gonna i was gonna say it and then i was like i'll let her say it and then <laughs> You said it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, or I guess I let you have them. Anyway. Um, I took the words. I you've ate taken them, them for you. I ate them off the plate that you served me. All right. <laughs> How was it? Was uh, it good? tasted like the steak tacos I'm not having right now because I'm recording a um, podcast. Oh, bummer. It's all right. They're waiting for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going on in there. Oh, and then Buffy is also really like... You know, making her breakfast in the mornings and saying things like, you'll be late for school, but, like, really meeting it, you yeah, know? I love that. She goes, what type of syrup do you want? And Don goes, syrups have types? Yeah. Which, I guess, I mean, what, do you mean, like, boysenberry yeah, or, like, like okay. Or like, um, I like um, butter pecan. Ooh. Butter pecan syrup Ooh, is super sounds, good. I want a butter pecan waffle from Waffle House. 
Oh, buddy, you're speaking my southern language. Um, they have uh, Waffle House everywhere, though, I think. No, right? they don't. Oh. The what do you know? The most northern one is in Virginia, I believe. Wow. So it is a southern... Uh, okay, And there's cool. none in California. That's fine. No, it's not. I hate it. Listen, my life, if there were no more Waffle Houses anywhere, my life would change minimally. Bite your tongue. It just would. That's just, I mean, sure, I, you obviously have a different opinion. <laughs> but, but in my life, personally, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. The last time I went to a Waffle House, I had a terrible experience. And it was just, I mean, I guess I'll say this on the air. I was stoned. And I went to a Waffle House, as you do when you're stoned. And it was dead silent in there. <laughs> and all I could hear was the whir of the refrigerator. And that was it. And, it, like, at one point I, like, dropped my fork. And it was the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. And I just felt the, in- the entirety of my waffle eating experience, I just felt... <laughs> I felt like everybody was watching me. It was just like, and I was like under these fluorescent lights and it was just, I felt like I was in an interrogation room. I was just wildly paranoid. And so if just now when you were like, there's no Waffle Houses in California, I was like, that's another reason for me to move to California. I was scarred. I was scarred by the experience. I didn't want to really like convey the whole thing on air, but it's happened. And I think, you know, y'all deserve to know, but it was rough. It was not. A, it was not okay. I was so scared the entire time I was oh in there. God. Just really, really like to my core fear. Um, but I That's again, so I digress. Here we you go. Don't, you don't get scared super easily. I. It was just paranoia. I was just like dead. I mean, imagine being in like a bright room where nobody is talking. There were multiple waitresses be really behind. The counter. It felt like I was in like an alternate reality. Like you know, in a movie, when something bad's about to happen and you can tell, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Because there were like three waitresses behind the little counter, and none of them were speaking. There was another patron <laughs> in there. There was a couple. There were two people. They were not speaking. Um, no music was playing, and it it just feels like I and like I felt like I wasn't supposed to talk, so I was also not speaking. And it's not also, like, you know when it's like, it's not only, you, it's like you're, you can't talk. You cannot talk here. That is, that was the vibe here. I mean, it's like being in a library, except you're high and hungry and very frightened. So, <laughs> so that's how it's different. But, I have only yeah, so I don't like waffle. positive experiences at the Waffle House. Oh my god. I like IHOP more now. Before I didn't really have a preference. I don't even know you anymore. Dude, it's not a huge deal. Even now, if somebody's like, no, I really want Waffle House, I'll be like, okay, <laughs> let's go. I'm not, like, that scared of it. But I definitely would not go back there high. I would not. I would be too scared of the same thing <laughs> happening again. Listen, we'll go to Waffle House sometime, okay? Yeah, when you come here, we're going to the Waffle House. Okay, I literally, I won't say IHOP ever again. I promise. I, I won't. My heart is breaking. Whoa. I'm so sorry. I did not know that you had uh, this strong of opinions. I mean, like... You know know what my friend uh, Mark Field says? uh, He says that the wrong are passionate or something. I don't know. I don't remember the poem. You didn't send it to me. I sent it to you on Skype. Um, I'm literally looking, and it's just not even there. Okay, well, I'll text it to you then. Thanks. Uh... Yeah, okay, so that is happening... Oh, yeah, Dawn. Um, Dawn lost her innocence. Okay, there it is. Thank you. Um, Yeah, anarchy is loosed upon the world. This is anarchy, if anything. Uh, Okay, can we also talk... Man, there's just... There is more to talk about than I thought, for sure. Um, But you know what? No, this is still after they find out about um, Anya and Spike. Let's talk about how Xander went to go stake Spike, and Spike was ready. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The look mm-hmm. on his face? Yeah. He opened his chest up to Xander. 
After um, he and Anya slept together, they were not happy. They looked disgusted. Both of them. Yeah. It's never good when you're putting your clothes back on in silence. Yeah. And again, it's like the it's like the silence of the Waffle House. It's like don't talk, don't oh say you anything. Will, you like as bad as it already is, you will only make it worse. Yeah, um, no matter what you say, like don't crack a joke, don't even try. I would have cracked a joke. <laughs> I would have, yeah, I would have sent him on his merry way, and then I would have cried mm-hmm. for the rest of the night. But. Um, yeah, so they, like, don't speak, and then he, like, gets up, he's walking towards the door, he turns around, and, again, there's just nothing to say, because they know, they know exactly what it was, they know why they did it, they know it's not gonna happen again, and, yeah, and, like, saying any of that would be redundant. And so, Spike turns around and walks out, closes the door behind him, and is met with Buffy's axe in Xander's hand. Yep. Um... Then Xander's, like, kind of beating the shit out of Spike. He really just does next to no damage. I mean, it's nothing compared to some of the beatings that Buffy's given him. And so, uh, yeah, he's like, come on, fight me like a man. And Spike's like, the chip. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Stop. (laughs) Too many vines. Um... Yeah, and he's like, the chip. And I mean, what what is he supposed to do? try to fight back and then like have to yeah and then he's gonna crumble to the floor halfway through his follow through you know Uh, is that how punch I've never punched anybody you can tell Um, (laughs) but like yeah it's just you know it's useless it's useless and so Spike's like I mean Xander's like hit me hit me and Spike's like no and then Xander's about to spike him and then Anya stops him um, Buffy is a couple of seconds too late. If Buffy, if, if, yeah, I mean, like, Spike almost died. Um, and then, uh, oh, yeah, and then Xander starts going off on Anya. Says all kinds of hurtful things. He, he's just, he's wrong. Like, I'm just, he's wrong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He says. And he's saying. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he goes. She's like, I was upset, and he was just there. It was a mistake. And he goes, oh, okay, then you had to do it, because he was there. Like, Mount Everest, like I used to be. And then she goes, and then, I'm just going to read this whole scene, okay? Okay. Because I think that he is so very wrong. Right. Um, And then you weren't, and she says, and then you weren't. You left me, Xander, at the altar. I don't owe you anything. So you go out and bang the first body you can find, dead or alive. And she says, where do you get off on judging me? he says, when this is your solution to our problems. I hurt you so you get me back. Very mature. No. Okay, pause. Pause. That is, see, like, if I left somebody at the altar, and then they slept with somebody I hated, I would be like, saw that coming. Yeah. You know, I guess, like, like, that's what people do. And... You know, actions have consequences. They were on a break. Yeah, they were. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't even be... I just can't imagine even having, like, even feeling like I had any argument in this scenario. You know? Like, if I was Xander, I can't imagine feeling like I didn't deserve that. Like, that's exactly... That's exactly what I thought, is whenever whenever I saw that Spike and Anya were about to kiss, I was like, oh, Xander's going to be pissed, and he fucking deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, and then let's also talk about the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish the scene. Uh, I heard you so you get me back very mature. No, this mature solution is for you to spend your whole life telling stupid, pointless jokes so no one will notice you're just a scared and insecure little boy snaps snaps to that i know um i'm not joking now you let that this is the this is the worst this is so unnecessary it's cruel it's like so unnecessary it's beyond like mean this is cruel and yeah it's very misogynistic that's what i was about to say i was like it's also sexist go ahead say the line i'm not joking now you let that evil soulless thing touch you you make you wanted to make me feel something? Congratulations. It worked. I look at you. I feel sick because you had sex with that. 
Uh, and then Spike and then says, it was good, it was good for enough Buffy. for Buffy. Um, and it all comes crashing down. Yeah. And and Xander starts to say, leave her out of this, but realizes halfway through his sentence what Spike said. And things kind of click into place, you know? Like, I mean, something's obviously been going on between them but everybody's just kind of been chalking it up to the fact that he loves her and she doesn't love him Uh and they didn't know that like this whole exploitation thing was going on on both parts i'll say um yeah but what xander said about him suddenly feeling sick because she slept with spike is misogynistic and again like he's still he's still in a human body yeah. Right? Like, it's not... I don't think... I've never thought it was that weird to sleep with a vampire. And I don't know anybody who has. I mean, before... I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Are you ready? Before Twilight... Ah, <laughs> before Twilight, there was... There was an... There was an, inter- there was an interview with a vampire, and everybody wanted to fuck those vampires. Uh-huh. And it's just... And before him, there was Dracula. Dracula's whole thing is that he seduces women. So what's the big deal if people sleep with vampires? What's Buffy all upset about? Sleep with Angel. Sleep with Spike. We don't care. Vampires are hot. Always. Wait, that's not true. We've seen some gross vampires. We've seen some gross vampires in Buffy. You want to bang the The master? master? No, the master was not hot. I (laughs) would not bang the master. Um, However, though, what was the name of that? I was going to make a joke. Anyway. Were you? Do you remember that little kid? Uh, the, oh my god. What's his name? Jesse. He's the Chosen? The Chosen. Yeah, God. And I thought Buffy was, anyway. That was a long time ago. But, yeah, so, um, I don't know what Xander's big deal is. And I think it's... Spike sh- just killed him. Just straight up murdered him. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh. In the, the kid? Yeah, in like the second oh my episode god. that Spike was there for. No, I don't remember that whatsoever. It's so funny. Okay. I'll have to, um... I believe you. Man. Well, never... There's so much that I've just... That's just gone through the sieve, you know? It's just... It's just slipped right away. Um, yeah. And so Xander realizes that he, like, obviously... I don't know what he does realize in that moment. When he realizes that Buffy has slept with Spike as well. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, imagine how Anya feels. Being like, oh, they've been sleeping together, and now I just slept with him. Because that was a whole angle that she was not aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait. Okay, hold on. Because Spike was sitting there telling her everything, but I guess he didn't say... He never said her name. Yeah, yeah, he he implied, though. It was pretty that. obvious. She yeah, because he said, he said, I've saved the Scoobies how many times? And she's still mad. It's it's pretty it's obvious who he's talking about, but that's fine because everybody knows that he's in love with her at least. But I don't right. think he ever said he slept with her. I think that's I think that's what he was keeping a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, yeah, he's just talking about how he's in love with Buffy and about how Buffy doesn't give him a shot and Buffy uses him um, because. But he's talking about in the context of like Buffy uses him to fight and you know like spikes come to her aid how many times yeah and she still like won't give him a shot and uh, or won't even see that like he's grown as a vampire um <laughs> but yeah so they didn't they didn't say that so that's a whole angle that anya like wasn't even aware of and didn't even mean to do like she wasn't trying to hurt buffy she wasn't even trying to i don't even know she was trying to hurt xander i think she was just lonely and spike was being super sweet to her yeah he was being he was like hey and now that the well has gone dry they're gonna know what they're missing they're gonna miss the water when the well's dry yeah and you know i mean she's been giving and giving and here's somebody else who's been giving and giving and she's saying finally it's so good to be with somebody who knows how i feel and she's so rarely around anybody who understands how she feels and you know spike's telling her all these things about her he likes that she's forthright and xander always told her that you know she was too upfront that she needed to be more polite and like 
that feels good when somebody's been telling you that you need to change like the way that you talk for so long and then you meet somebody who who is also really hot by the way um telling you that you're fine just the way you are and that he thinks it's sexy and stuff like that and he's saying oh anybody would be a, a idiot to not um to not want you and stuff like that like that's just uh it happens i do listen if i was on you I'd do the exact same thing. <laughs> I would do the exact same thing. No qualms. No ifs, ands, or buts. He's Except hot. for Spike's butt, because I'd be all over that. Uh, yeah, they're so, both super hot. I don't like Anya's curly hair, though. Yeah, the super curly yeah. is um, kind of... It's giving her kind of like a triangle thing. Yeah, but very much Listen, so. she's going through a rough time. <laughs> she doesn't know it's what her hair looks like. It's the post-breakup haircut. Everyone knows Yeah. I'm, I'm well aware. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, Xander walks off, right? He storms off, we'll say. And then Buffy, like, looks at him. And, again, she can't say anything. She told him at the beginning of this episode that he could tell her friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, she didn't mean like that. But Spike knew that she didn't mean like Girl. that. What? Oh. You went, you went quiet and very silent there for a hot hot second no i've been talking this whole time um please repeat, <laughs> uh, please repeat what i said is that yes. wow oh no it's going crazy okay all i said is that um so buffy told him at the beginning of this episode that he could tell her friends mm-hmm. and so he told her friends you know and she has been telling him you know she told him she was like you need to move on and he's like get out get out of my crypt and she's like he's doing exactly what i told him to do again she obviously didn't mean with anya but like she can't control him that's something i've always liked about buffy buffy has never been xander is always running around telling people what to do and like expecting things of Caroline. people and i'm still here Caroline. hello i'm still here i'm still here she's saying my name over and over i'm here <laughs> oh god okay i've made my point i've made my point and skype is going crazy <laughs> so we're both here now but uh, we do feel like it's time to wrap it up because we're getting to a point where we're just shooting the shit about Buffy and it gets kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is that our whole podcast? Just shooting the shit about oh Buffy? Oh my god, that's, that's our it. our second tagline. That's our second tagline. Besides whatever so, I said before was our tagline. Um, it's, I just realized that now that I'm saying it. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then, uh, oh, wait, one more moment that we have to talk about. Spike says, classic Xander, buggering it all up. You know, sometimes I wish, and Anya says, Anya says, don't. Anya says, stop. And that's an important moment as well, because she's about to have, I mean, he was about to say, I wish he'd never been born, right? Or something along those lines. similar. Yeah, because, well, that was Anya's first wish, too. That was the first thing that she tried to wish um oh my god remember when buffy had never been born yeah that's the thing if xander had never been born then the first episode um would have gone disastrously because he was the one who like killed um what's her name darla <laughs> no not no Angel killed darla but he he like killed the vampire that killed jesse i think hmm anyway <laughs> in any case I said, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with that information. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's the gist, and there's just, there's just a lot that they have going on, and we'll see what happens next episode. Yeah. Um, which I believe my dear friend Karis Ford is going to be on. Karis is going to be on it. Karis is going to be on it. Next episode uh, is Seeing Red. Seeing Red, which I presume is just, you know... She's going to be more anger and more people dealing with things and maybe a little bit of Buffy going back on what she meant um, with Spike. We'll see. There's really, you know, honestly, there's no fucking telling. There's no Caroline, telling. Believe me when I say 
you're not ready for this next episode. Oh my god, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Until then, I'll give this episode an 8. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna give it, because the annoying things are that Xander is wrong, but the show doesn't really treat him like he's right. Yeah, I mean, it's like Friends, like, Ross, Ross is wrong all the time but all of the friends are constantly like why are you like this (laughs) and they tell him that he's a creep and all that stuff so and i mean that's kind of like the thing too is that like xander's being immature i don't know an eight is a little generous but that's fine i stand by it so i i think an eight is a good rating for this episode oh Um, i thank you I came up with that number myself. I'm so proud of you. Um, Thank you. I didn't know you knew how to count. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I can count the number of I can count the number of IHOPs I go to over Waffle House. Oh my heart! They're right next to each other in my hometown too. It breaks my heart. They're um, literally next door. Anyway. So uh, yeah, it's a good episode. It's a hard episode. Um, it, it, it covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the tension is built well. The good moments are very good. Yeah. So, yeah, I think an 8 is, is, a, is a pretty good rating. Um, so, Definitely moves the story forward. A lot has happened. Yeah. So we've got Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's Buffy underscore speak. We've also got an email. That's BuffySpeak at gmail.com, but no one ever emails us. Yeah, Um, that's a bummer. Y'all should. Bummer down. Let us know. And we've got Twitters and Instagrams that you can find for yourself. Yep. We're not that hard to find. Nope. We're all over the place. We're all over the internet. Uh, But until then, have a blessed day. Um, Don't Don't date your friends. And definitely don't fuck your ex's enemies. I think that's what we've all learned. I've always said that. Or, wait, hmm, should it be always fuck your ex's enemies? Uh, I just think that complicates things unnecessarily. It does. It's really like kind of, da- it's like making a bed for yourself and then having to sleep in it or fuck somebody in it. With it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's making a bed and then having sex with a bed that you just don't need to do. You know yeah. what? You know what? Here's what we should learn. Take the high road. That's it's what there it is. for a reason. They didn't just build a road and expect people not to use it. I know. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.